Jay. It works good. Jay, did you did you help a cow give birth this morning, a sheep give birth this morning, or a goat give birth this morning? <laughs> Which no, one? Jay? No, before no. you came in off. <laughs> None of None? No births. Hey guys, welcome to View from the Hill, a podcast that our staff has started together where we want to remind, uh, excuse me, rewind on the previous Sunday's worship service and sermon. I'm Mike Stevens. I get the pastor here at Union Hill and I got Justin Salter, our associate pastor with me this morning. So glad that you've tuned in to listen today. Justin, is September 2023 is rolling by. Hey, do you realize uh, in about 24 days, we uh, we board a plane headed out of the country, bro? Yes, we are. Yeah. Yes, we are. No. Do, you, do you ever sign up for things sometimes and then you get close to them and you're like, oh, I, 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 I wish that I hadn't well, committed? You, you know, we got bumped on the little war at the, at the moment last time we tried to go. Remember that? The Uranian-Ukraine yeah. little... Uranian war? Uranian. <laughs> Romanian-Ukraine, yeah. Ukrainian war, yes. And... It seemed like it came back around really fast, but I'm excited. We have FaceTimed those guys uh, the last couple of weeks, and we're going to actually see the orphanage. Uh, I've seen it, uh, and that's what we're going to do work on. It's, it's going to be fun. Tell tell whoever's listening a little bit, like, what are we going to do at this orphanage? So we're going to Romania because the church member is from that exact little area, and uh, there's an orphanage there that has about 10 kids. It varies. You know, they say the, the European something. It's not the law, but they use a word, and it's not even government. There's another word they use all the time. It's pretty picky on how those are specific to on how those run, and so she's maxed on her kids. But uh, we're going to go there and right now kind of do an outdoor eating onto their kitchen, add a door. There's a sidewalk. And then a couple other little things at that orphanage. And then if we finish that, we'll move on into some other projects. But uh, my understanding is we're going to split twice. You're going to take a group, and I'm going to take a group. And I'm really excited we're going to get to go preach. And they're they're building up the fact that Americans are coming in, and supposedly they're really excited. Now, after we preach, they probably won't be. Yeah, they're going to be let down. <laughs> I, I, I hope they can understand how redneck we sound. I hope uh, they can understand it. Translator time. Ooh. I, that's going to be interesting yeah. trying to preach with a yeah. translator. It is. Uh, I've done it one yes. time. Yeah, me, me and you both, yeah. And I have to slow down. You know, you give like one or two sentences and then you stop. One or two sentences and you stop. And it's almost like you lose the, you just fixing to drive the point the home and you got to oh, yeah. stop. No doubt about and it. And you got to, so, no, I'm a, really excited. But that's that's coming up for us at the end of the month and we'll be gone for a short time and we're excited. It's going to be fun. Hey, another thing that I'm really excited about our church First of all, let me just say this. There are so many good things going on at Union Hill right now. Awana starts tonight. We're recording right now on a Wednesday. Awana starts tonight. We'll probably have 100 to 120 children come through our uh, door tonight, and uh, which I think is fantastic. Uh, don't hear me wrong, but, uh, hey, it does drive me a little insane when a parent drops their kids off and then they just leave, and then, and then like, I don't see them to preach or talk to them for an hour about the gospel. Right. But... On, I, I'm, I'm excited that we're going to have their children. Don't hear me wrong. But, uh, but the gospel's for the whole family, not just the kid. And um, so, uh, but that's tonight. And then, uh, and then we're in week three of Man Church. Talk oh, to us yeah. about Man Church a little bit. So Man Church, you said it, week three. Fantastic passion series this time. And uh, boy, he hits home. 
uh, tonight carried me back a little bit to old school. He's going to use a Matthew 25 text tonight. Uh, well done, my good and faithful servant. Uh, the very first time I ever spoke publicly, I talked about how I used to think that was a stake. Seriously, like I was so immature in the faith, you didn't even realize. Well done, you know. I just I was that was a joke, but in reality, it, it tied into where are you at, you know, growing. And so anyway, uh, it, it mentally I'm carried me it. back to. The, I mean, that's probably oh eight, oh nine. I don't even remember. I'd have to look. I can tell you when it is because some other things I won't tell you on there. It ties in. But anyway, we're excited about Man Church. We're really trying to get men to come in, and we're having good turnout. Uh, I actually invited a good friend of mine uh, that does not attend here. I want him to come see it because maybe he can implement it at his place. Okay. Uh, I really, Mike, I really think that it has, someone asked me personally, what is your opinion? And I said, well, I'll be honest with you, it's, it's almost like, I've been here since 2016, it's almost like our men's ministry is just a roller coaster. You know what I mean? It's really mm -hmm. good, mm -hmm. crash out. I really think this has stabilized us on just a good five weeks on three or four off, you know, and yeah. I, I think it's been fantastic. That's just my opinion. Yeah, we're, you know, one of the reasons that Justin sat down with us to want to begin this Man Church series is because the question was, what are we doing for our men outside of Sunday school? And, um, you know, and how are, we, how are we reaching these guys that aren't coming to Sunday school? And, and we really didn't have a good answer, and so we wanted to – try something new, try something different. And we're looking at roughly about 60 men uh, that are coming to uh, coming to a Bible study on a Wednesday night or Thursday morning. We mirror that on Thursday mornings at 6 a.m. I take a group. I, I consistently run 15 to 20 guys in that group. And it's just, um, it's just, it's just been fantastic to see uh, 60 plus men walking with the Lord and, and serving in our church, and we see, we're seeing them more. And a lot of those men we didn't see, you know, once or two times a month, and now we're seeing them consistently, you know, every single week. And it's just been. And then, and then when Man Church ends, we see those we see those same men come to Sunday morning worship. So it's mm -hmm. just been wonderful uh, to watch that grow. I, I'm just excited to be able to be at Union Hill right now. Um, I've been here almost 20 years, and. Um, you know, there's been, there's been some times that hadn't been very exciting to be here, and and it's just really cool to see the Lord move and the Lord and the Lord work here. So, hey, let's jump into this sermon a little bit. Hey, what'd you think about the sermon Sunday morning, Justin? Oh, it was fantastic. I totally enjoyed it. <laughs> Dude, you weren't even here. You weren't even here. <laughs> well, I was. Uh, I had you in my ear as I was preaching as well. Now, uh, I, I have not heard the the full sermon. Well, I was, you I was preached a funeral. That. I was at a funeral at eleven, which is eleven Sunday morning funeral. Distant family. Uh, we had a had a good service. I left here after a little bit of well, we had a Romania meeting, but uh, yeah, I got to go to Tuscaloosa and see some of those and, and do that. So. Okay. Uh, but I the first time I ever studied Jose Hosea, a lot of people said there was back in the day in Bible school. You know, not really. It was. Uh, and the professor that walked us through this chapter, man, he he did fantastic. So I, I've enjoyed, I'm looking forward to talking about it a little bit today. Well, so we started a series on the Minor Prophets this past Sunday, and we started with Hosea. The Minor Prophets, um, you know, they're minor because, not because their message is inferior to, you know, Jeremiah or, or Isaiah, but they're, or Ezekiel, they're, but their message is shorter. They're shorter books. Mm -hmm. 
And, um, and so we started with Hosea, the first of the 12. And, and this is the first time for me to preach through these books. Uh, it's, it's pretty challenging. Prophecy is pretty challenging to me. And, and I have to read some commentary for some understanding. It just kind of, uh, my mind wanders and, I, and I'm going, what are they saying here? Hosea really kind of tells a story. Oftentimes the Lord would raise up a prophet and then call that prophet to live out an, an illustration um, which which illustrates God's character or it would illustrate uh, what's taking place at the time. And so the prophet actually becomes a living illustration. And so here's the Lord telling Hosea to go live a very strange marriage, right? Yes, it was. Um, this is a marriage that most would not want. Hosea, go down to the corner. Uh, there's a woman there. Her name is Gomer. You're going to marry her. She's a prostitute. And this is where most believers would say, come again, Lord. I think I've heard you wrong, right? Mm -hmm. So Hosea goes down. He marries. He, he, he finds Gomer. He buys her, brings her home, and they're married. And, um, and, and on two different occasions, you know, that we know of Hosea has to buy Gomer because Gomer is going to go back into the sex, uh, slave industry, the trade industry. And so she goes back to the auction block chapter three, the Lord says, go buy her again. This is just a, a crazy story, but what the Lord is doing here is he is, is he is showing the people through the prophet that uh, of his own character, he, the Lord is saying, the Lord is saying, you are Gomer. I am Hosea. Hosea is me. I, I will, I will buy you again. This is how much I love you. So it, it's just a really wonderful story, a head scratching story because the love of God seems to be so, uh, just over the top. Um, and, um, you know, in fact, Sunday we use the word prodigal, prodigal, P-R-O-D-I-G-A-L, which most times we put with the son, prodigal son, Luke uh, 15. Is it Luke 15? And and so most of the time we put that word with son, it means reckless to spend everything. Mm -hmm. Tim Keller writes a book, Prodigal God, and he takes that word, puts it on God, that God would spend everything on, on the children that he loves. And this is exactly exactly what is done. I'm going to set you up for a question right here though. So, so watch this. The Lord would say, Hosea, buy her back. Chapter three, the law would punish an adulterer by death. Leviticus chapter 20, verse 10. Okay. Hang in here with me. If you're listening, listen, listen up. The law would punish an adulterer by death. Leviticus 20, verse 10. Jesus gives an out of marriage to, that, that, that you can get out of him, get out of a marriage on the grounds of adultery, Matthew 5, 31. But what the Lord is saying to the people through Hosea is, I have the right to kill you. I have the right to divorce you, but I'm going to choose to love you. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that is, a, that is mind blowing when you think about that. Question for you. Why does the understanding, why does us understanding the love of God become important in our daily lives to live out this Christian faith. Why is that so important to understand, to meditate on, on how much the Lord loves us? Why is that so important? Well, we would, I mean, we would say it's, it's helping us to mature in our faith slowly because uh, you're not going to get there quick. But 
You know, we look at that four-letter word, love, and, and you said it earlier, there's action tied to it. Uh, t tell somebody you love them without ever telling them or showing them. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's not going to work well. T go home and tell Aaron, you know, that you love her without saying that it. That would or, be my wife, by the way. Uh, yeah. Or, or some, sort, some sort of action to show. It just runs out, man. It's like it don't exist. And when you start to look at understanding, because you said it, you could have been killed, uh, and then there is an out, but God, you know, he, he chooses, and we're going to talk about it in a minute. He, he did. He chose to love us and, and give his son for us. Uh, we, we have to make those hard decisions at times to, to love over everything. Uh, and he, here's what's interesting to me. One, uh, Jose was, you know, his obedience to the Lord. But how many times might have you or have you not loved someone simply because you love the Lord? Like, you know what I mean? Give like, me an example. Well, like, what are you saying? Let's just say you're hard to get along with or hard to love. But okay. I, because I love the Lord so much, he's called me to love Mike or fill in the blank, whoever we're picking on. Sure. Uh, and And I think. I think we see a little bit in this story here of how much love was was both ways. That's a good point. And, and hey, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. Go buy her back. Go buy her back. I mean, like, really? Nowadays, you know what I'm saying? Like, holy smokes! This picture here, uh, it's if deep. You, if you go to check this out, go. go the, we're totally off the, off the script now because you're bringing up at a great point right here. Are you in the Book of Hosea? Mm -hmm. I'm on it. All right, go to chapter two. I have to find it. Why are these books so hard to find, by the way? Uh, go to chapter 2. I want you to see. So I want you to see. Don't don't assume Hosea is enjoying um, is enjoying the fact that his wife has gone back into adultery. Right. Now, now, I'll tell you this. Side note. How perverted is our culture that there are some marriages that, that enjoy their spouse enjoying other men? How perverted is that? True. And that's exactly where we are in this day and age, that we would love sin that much. Mm. That is perversion at its finest, okay? Right. It's not against the Lord for a husband to be righteously jealous for his wife, to pursue her, to love her. She belongs to him. He belongs to her, right? So look at it. But look at Hosea. This is, this is going to be hard for Hosea to love his wife. She's gone into adultery, back into back into the auction block, Hosea chapter 2, look at verse 2. He says this, Plead with your mother, plead, for she is not my wife, and I am not her husband. I mean, he, he's wrestling with this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She, I, I don't want her anymore, is what he's saying. Lest I strip her, uh, verse 3, Lest I strip her naked and make her as, I, as in the day she was born, and make her like a wilderness, and make her like a parched land, and kill her with thirst. Upon her children also I will have no mercy. I'm going to talk about her children in a second because they are they are children of whoredom. I mean, the Bible is getting very point, pointed, <laughs> descriptive with the language. Verse 5, For their mother has played the whore. She who conceived them has acted shamefully. For she said, I will go after my lovers who will give me my bread and my water and my wool and my flax and my oil and my drink. Hosea is saying, she said, I'm going after my lovers. I'm not go She's not going to come after me. And Hosea is wrestling with loving her. Doesn't really love her. And then when you get to chapter 3, God says, hey, Hosea, go again. Chapter 3, verse 1. Go again. Love a woman who is loved by another man. Ooh. This is exactly what the Lord is doing in our lives. And is committing adultery. 
That's what he said. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, she's actively committing adultery. Go love her mm. again. So, so coming back to your point, Jay, when the Lord calls me to love somebody, whether that's my wife and she is undeserving of love, or that's you and you're undeserving of love, or my children and they're under. When when I go in spite of my emotions that I have been wounded, when I go love them, I am honoring God, and that's the only yeah. way that I can that I can accomplish that. Yeah, because it, and uh, I mean he was wounded for us. Yeah, I mean you know what yeah, I mean. Like exactly. the, the comparison there is incredible. Exactly. So back yeah. to the question: understanding the love of God becomes very important to us on a daily basis. If we're ever going to live this out at all, mm -hmm. the more, and I would say this, the more we understand God's love, the more we hate the very things that are against God in my own heart, in my own life. Oftentimes, this is a total side note as well, oftentimes we get men come to us, uh, not, not women, although I think women struggle with this too. We just don't hear from women like mm -hmm. we do men, but we get men who come to us and say, hey, I'm struggling with pornography. Had a guy come to me last week, Mike, I'm struggling with pornography. I love Jesus, but I hate this sin, and, I, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm wrestling with all that I have to, to stop viewing pornography. I absolutely hate it, and what is your advice? What can I do? And we, were, we walked through some practical things um, about, about breaking that sin, but I would say one of the greatest ways to break that sin is every single day trying to grasp how much God loves us. Yeah. Because the more we grasp how much God loves us, the more we will look at the things of the world that do not satisfy, and we will despise them. We will mm -hmm. hate them. We want to gravitate toward God's love. Hey, let me move on. What time? How long have we been in this thing? 17. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you got to match the gas. An interesting point that I referenced, I did not preach on Sunday, but I just want to spend a moment on it. An interesting point that I referenced is that they had three children in chapter one. Jezreel was the first. It was a boy. He, uh, his name means God sows. Then the next two, he had a daughter named Lo Ruhamah, which means not loved. Can you imagine having a daughter and you name her <laughs> not loved? No. And then a son named Loemi meaning not my people. And so they have these two children from chapter 2. We just read that we see uh, that these children are not Hosea's. Hosea is not the father. So she has been in adultery while they have been married before she actually leaves him and has two children out of wedlock. They have these horrific names. Uh, th these names are very symbolic of the fact that the fact that that she has cheated on Hosea and born children, and I think a wonderful point out of this that that I didn't make Sunday is that oftentimes spiritual adultery. If we could go into the spiritual world now, into our own lives and hearts, spiritual adultery in our lives produces unwanted unwanted fruit or unwanted children. We're going to bear unwanted consequences of the sin mm -hmm. that flows out of our life. Does that make sense? Oh, I definitely I, think uh, when, when we start talking about sin in our life and obviously spiritual adultery tied to the Lord, absolutely, sometimes we have to deal with consequences of things. With, or Like you, you got it right here, it's unwanted fruit, which is fantastic. Uh, I try to tell people, uh, especially in man church too, because we're really pounding on our, our men trying to, you have fruit. Mike, you have fruit. It's either going to be good or bad. Like there, I don't see anywhere where it's just a middle road. 
Matter of fact, anytime it's talked about, the Lord's pretty, you know, I'll spit you out of my mouth or I'll cut you. So you got to choose what fruit you're going to get. And when you're in sin, that fruit's probably going to be unwanted. I, sure. I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, and, and let me throw this Have out Have you here. ever just journeyed off into a great, I don't know, make it up some, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get 52 cases of beer. Well, I'm going to get hammered, drunk before you know it. I'm going to do something. I may wreck. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, when you get off deep in there, whatever it is, uh, yeah, uh, hey, it may be unwanted when you get it back. Um, you know what I've noticed about fruit, though? Like, if I want if I want uh, an apple orchard in my backyard, I don't even know if apples can grow, apple orchard can grow oh, in yeah. Alabama. Oh, yeah. But if I want an apple orchard in my backyard right now and I went and planted those trees... I am not going to get apples next week. True. So like like a lot of us have planted seeds, sinful seeds in our life years and years and years ago and, and we've forgotten. Mm. And, and now these trees have grown up and has produced rotten apples and we don't know why. Well, let me tell you why, why in the world do we got yeah. these? Why, why am I getting rotten apples? God, you hate me because I have rotten apples. No, Mike, you were just an idiot five years ago. And you didn't do, you, you, did, you chose to do this or you chose not to do this. And now you have reaped the consequences. And man, we could go into talking about church work. We could go into talking about marriage, oh, raising man. my yeah. kids. Hey, uh, hey, my, my children are teenagers, right? They don't love God and they're rebellious. But but I've never poured the gospel into them when they were four, five, six, seven, yeah. eight, nine. You, you know, I never disciplined them on anything. And now they're rebellious teenagers. And and it, I, it's my fault. Yeah, but they can catch a baseball. Yeah, hey, but if hey they watch this. You're, right. you're not going to plant an apple tree and get blackberries either. I mean, you see, I mean, Mike, we, sometimes we expect things. We're shocked when we get a bad ugly unwanted fruit out of a water we're like i can't believe that happened well what do you mean you can't believe it happened i mean i mean like absolutely whatever that sin is or you know if you sow in and put time effort and whatever into that the results how are you shocked just like you said hey my, my kids are lost i don't know what to do they're 20 uh did you ever carry them to church bible school vba no i didn't do none of that how are you shocked? Absolutely. Like I, I, people are anyway. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Hey, we're going. Uh, we're we're doing a marriage retreat, a marriage conference in November, and you know, and I get it. Not everyone can come to it. Time and, and getting away and whatnot, but it's getting away. Here, here's a great question: When's the last time you want a good marriage? Do you want a good marriage? Oh, 100%. I want a good marriage. Yes. Here's a great question for me and you. When's the last time we invested into our marriage 100%. at all? Period? Yeah. You know, whether that's uh, whether that's uh, going on a date, uh, going on an overnighter, you know, with your wife or going or actually going to a marriage conference and, and pouring something spiritually or, or maybe, you know, last yeah. spring we did a one-day marriage hitter. But it right was hey, it was fantastic. Like like when is the last time if you yeah. want a good marriage, a godly marriage, when's the last time you've invested in your marriage? If there's a man yeah. that's listening to us right now, here's a great question for you. When's the last time you prayed with your wife? Yep. You want a godly marriage? Probably the way that's going to happen is is spend 30 seconds in the morning time, five, 10 seconds in the morning time, maybe five is a little short, but maybe 10, pre, begin to take a baby step and pray with your wife. I mean, I First think that's going to be, it's going to be awkward, yeah, it's gonna but be you got to get past it, right? Yeah. 
Let me let me spin. I'm taking over here. Hey, what time? What time? I don't, I don't care. Let this this question's so good. I don't care. All right, 23. Let this be the last thing. I'm, spin, I'm taking over here. All right, go. The great Dr. Smith. Mike, <laughs> we sat down with him uh, at a ladies' event, by the way, me and you and him. He came and preached uh, at a ladies' event. And he's fantastic. Coming back. He is coming back in December. We, we asked him to tie this book, this particular, you know, uh, lesson here into or can we relate it to marriages in today now he 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 blew our minds up tell us well he blew our minds because he did not take and this is something we struggled with for a long time what do we do like we I, I have never given anybody the advice you need to divorce right I'm not saying that I won't that, that that I will never give someone the advice to divorce I'm just saying that I've never been put in a situation where I've looked at a woman or a man and said you need to divorce your spouse right okay we have said you need to biblically separate okay yes but we've struggled with this text because God does not tell Hosea to divorce or Gomer or kill her so right? yeah no 100 percent okay. So we asked Dr. Smith this, and Dr. Smith did blow our minds. Dr. Smith said that the book of Hosea is not a blueprint for Christian, Jewish, Christian marriage. This is not a blueprint for that, that you cannot take uh, the uh, scripture or a book of the Bible and, and make it mean something that was not its original intention by the author. So, so Dr. Smith was very pointed in the idea that the book of Hosea is written to show the character and relationship, the character of God and the relationship that God has with his people in, in the fact that God will not divorce us, although we are in spiritual adultery. Spiritual adultery. Yeah. So that's where Dr. Smith went. And we had a wonderful conversation with that. But I will spin it on you a little bit, though. Do you think, okay, so, so it's not, but... But we can flip over to the New Testament and see the weightiness of yeah, marriage, yeah. that it's heavy, that it's valuable. Do you think that our culture values marriage? Uh, man, that's a fantastic question. Overall, I would have to say we've, 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 we've at least plummeted some on the scale of what we do. Like, and the only reason I say that is you got... Divorces on billboards, four ninety nine. Call us right now. You know, our our culture pushes. Hey, y'all y'all not compatible. You need to separate. Or hey, I tried it, didn't work. Or you know, whatever. Ninety day. What do we see them goofy shows? Ninety day fiancés or whatever. That I mean, like we yeah. now married I, at first sight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Married we, at first we've sight. lost yeah. truly. And I think that's what blew our mind with Doctor Smith is that when he took it back to the relationship of the Lord and His people and. That whole marriage there, you know, and we're over here going, oh yeah. But and and he didn't beat us up. He said, look, I, I know what you're saying, but God doesn't divorce you based on this, this, this. Man, it really spoke to us. And uh, did you not think when me and Aaron met on The Bachelor, did you not think? <laughs> did ever, you, I, did you think it I didn't think it's ever gonna work. <laughs> no. And uh, I, look, I heard you say it over and over, and we never, we never advocate. We don't advocate for divorces ever, and, and I would just say this too. It's like if you're if you're in the middle of an adulterous affair, we 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 would love to send you to counsel, get you help. One, but what makes you think that particular affair is going to be fantastic? 
Mm-hmm. So a, a divorce and stay in it and try to remit, right? Mm-hmm. Like the statistics behind that are atrocious. Like mm-hmm. we have to call it sin when it's sin and repent and seek the Lord and let the Lord fix that. I think too many times we're looking for a remodel instead of a renew. Y'all, y'all hear me bash that, but he, he makes you new, man. He mm-hmm. makes those things new. Mm-hmm. So I don't, Mike, I think I think we're slipping. Man, we're in a world now where... Same sex can get married. I mean, mm-hmm. holy, how, how did we get there? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Here's a, here's another question we ain't got time for, but y'all posed it on me one day. Can can you be married on paper and it not be the godly married we want it to be? Like the the world's trying to get to a point to where oh my god, marriage don't come from the Bible. I mean, you know what I'm saying. We're yeah. not there, but golly, we're just getting it to where it's nothing. You know. No, I'm hearing you. I'm here to you. It's tough. Look, uh, we've run out of time. We love you guys. We're praying for y'all. If our church can ever help you out, please let us know. Yeah. Please contact us. You can email me, uh, revmikestevens.com. You can contact our church, 205-491-1103. And we want to serve you as best that we can. If you are in trouble, let's say we have someone that's listening who uh, who's in trouble with their marriage. If we can help you out with your marriage, you know, and, and just being at the bare minimum, just being prayer warriors for you guys. Please do not hesitate to reach out to us. We love you guys. God bless. Yes. Grow with Jesus and give God glory in your life. Let me let, let's let's close in prayer. Father God, we thank you so much for your grace. Father, anyone who's listening today, Father, would you bless them as they seek you with all of their heart? Father, I pray that when they seek you, they find you. God, we love you. We praise you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.